Why are you so different? Then Jordan, Nizar's friend, asked him, Why are you so different? And Nizar said, Well, I have Jesus Christ living in me, and his word makes me different. And so his friend said, Give me a Bible. And Nizar refused, and he said, It will make you different, and then you and I both be different, we'll probably get into trouble. And he was talking, of course, about the religious factions in Jordan today. So his friend persisted, and Nizar finally did reward his, sins, his friend's persistence with a Gideon Bible. And uh, with this stern advice, that while it's free, it's not cheap. So over time, his friend continued asking questions about, about Jesus and the Bible, and finally... The man came to Nizar's office and came in and closed the door and sat down and he said, Jesus is the Son of God. And the Bible is the Word of God. He died on the cross for me and I became his son. So I'm sure as you know, the Gideons are an association of Christian business and professional men who, have, uh, who are concerned with sharing the gospel with people all over the world. And as members of local churches, the Gideons operate in 200 countries today. And since 1908, the Gideons have placed over 2 billion copies of the scriptures and in 109 different languages. And we place them in hotels and motels and hospitals, schools, prisons, to police, fire, and medical personnel, as well as to personnel in the armed forces. Now, do you realize that our founding fathers in this country considered the Bible an essential part of their civilization? So much so that according to the journals of the Continental Congress, that the first official act of that newly constituted body was to authorize the printing of 20,000 copies of the Bible to be given to the Indians. And from your American history, you may remember the name Horace Greeley. He was a 19th century editor, and in his autobiography, he wrote this. It is impossible to mentally or socially enslave a Bible-reading people. The principles of the Bible are the groundwork of human freedom. Well, there was a drug lab hidden in the jungles in Colombia. And in it were many chemicals and guns and dangerous people. But this drug lab was a little bit different. It also contained one of these, a Gideon New Testament. And this testament was so popular for the people there to read that they would argue about whose turn it was. So they had to, they had to draw, draw lots to find out and make sure there was enough time that everybody could have a fair chance at it. And you know, this drug lab no longer exists. But you can still find the 40 people who used to work there. All 40 of those people came to know Jesus Christ from reading that one copy of the New Testament. As a matter of fact, 12 of them are now pastors. So the Bible makes a difference. God's Word makes a change. If you haven't noticed God's word making a change in you, then you ought to read it. You know? Unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of us Christians get lazy and, you know, we have one or 
or two or a dozen, but, you know, we just don't get around to reading them. We're, we're busy, you know, and that shouldn't be. God's given, given every one of us the same amount of minutes in every day, and God loves every one of us the same, just as much as he loves everybody else. So, anyhow, a young man from Brazil was skilled at stealing wallets. One day he stole something that looked like a big old wallet full of cash, and he stuck it in his pocket and ran back to his hiding place. And then when he opened it up, it was a Gideon New Testament, and he was mad, and he threw it on the floor. But you know, later that night, he couldn't sleep, and he got up and read that book. He started in the New, and read the New Testament, and he soon abandoned his his addictions, and he surrendered his heart to Christ. And then he got involved with sharing the Bibles. Herbie. Herbie grew up in the Philippines. At 8, he was selling cigarettes. At 12, he was addicted to drugs. And at 21, he was a gang leader. But his gang got busted by the police. So Herbie thought it over and decided that he would become a taxi driver so he could take advantage of foreigners riding in his cab. So he borrowed a book from a friend and a dictionary and learned to speak English from reading that one of these, one of these books. And you know, from a guy who was interested in fleecing foreigners and he came to Christ instead and uh, it made a change in his life, you know. A much feared man, a known killer in the village of Varurba in Russia, obtained some pages torn from a Gideon New Testament, and while he was using one of them to roll cigarettes, he read on that page that God loved him. Well, nobody ever loved him. It bothered him so much that he, he cried most of that night. And the next morning, he got up and went to a neighboring village. He found a pastor and asked to be led to Christ. And today, that man and 150 people, that's nearly his entire village, have come to Christ from his testimony and the evidence of his changed life. You know, God takes us as we are. We're welcome to come to him as we are. But you know, God has a, a human improvement program. He never just leaves us there. You know, he wants us to learn more about him. He wants us to grow in him. And as we were studying in Sunday school, uh, his name, Jehovah, means self-existing one and self-revealing one. And he reveals himself to us through his name. So, God will make a change wherever we let him. Okay? And it's an improvement program. God never takes something good and makes it bad. God always takes wherever we are and makes us better. Because it's not just about us. It's about him. It's about who he is and what he does for us and the fact that he loves us. Well, 
in Nepal, a Gideon and a friend of his were walking down the street witnessing to people they came uh, in contact with, and they noticed that they were being followed by a couple of plainclothes policemen. When they stopped for lunch and sat down at a table, one of those policemen came over to them and asked them what they were doing. And one of these brave men, I would say, asked him to sit down, and they told him about Jesus Christ and uh, even gave this policeman a business card and told him that if he wanted to learn more about Jesus to contact them. Well, two weeks later, there was a knock on his door. The policeman was there, but he did not come to make an arrest. He came to ask to be led to Jesus Christ. And today, that policeman is a Gideon. It's amazing what God can do. You know, God can do things that we can't even... Well, the Bible tells us He can do far above what we can ask or even think, you know. He is not limited like we are. Well, the Gideon, who was a regional field officer in West Africa, uh, he first met Alois Uzuito. That's kind of a handful. I'm going to use that for Aloy, okay? Anyway, they first met him uh, as he was uh, making a trip to establish a new Gideon camp in, in Niger. So uh, Niger gave Aloy one of these New Testaments and showed him how to use it. You know, these, these little New Testaments right here uh, have helps in them. Here in the back it tells us that God loves us, that none of us deserve God's love because we've all sinned. But it tells us that God paid that price to pay for those sins that we owe anyway. And how we can be saved by accepting his son. And also there's, there's uh, topics in here that tell us what we, if we have, we're having problems, you know, like if uh, we're sorrowful or if we feel like we're tempted or if we have trouble with uh, somebody's death or all kinds. There's all kinds of topics right here and the verses you can go to to find what you need to know to get help in those situations. So this, this Gideon gave his translator and, and guide one of these and showed him how to use it. So uh, they, after breakfast one morning he realized, well, you know, we didn't, we didn't witness to our waitress. So Aloy took his New Testament and went back and witnessed to this waitress. And so anyhow, uh, pretty soon another restaurant worker came by and he expressed an interest and they joined together at a table to talk about Jesus and Noel said that God must have just shut this restaurant down for a little bit as no other customers came in. And so they were joined by another woman and two men and God used that translator, interpreter, or whatever you want to call him, that guide, to win all five of these Muslim people to Christ that day. You know, sometimes, well, we know all the time, the Holy Spirit is the one who draws people to Christ. We don't do it. Now, we need to be available. We need to witness to them. God expects us to share his word, 
but he ex also expects us to leave the results up to him. And even though we can see that according to us, nothing's happening, it doesn't mean that God's not working. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean he's not on the job, you know? So, well, now this story was told to a Florida Gideon by a pastor in, in Noyabrisk, Siberia. Well, several years ago, a hungry Nimitz fisherman uh, left the town of Sika, that's on the Yamal Peninsula in Siberia, and th these people live on the Siberian tundra, okay, and they, they hunt and raise reindeer and, and whatever they need to do to make a living. Anyway, this Nimitz man went looking for food, and as he was going, he was praying to whatever God might be listening for a sign. Not long after he finished his prayer, a Bible fell from the sky and landed near him. So he picked this Bible up and he ran back to the village. I got a sign. I got a sign. Okay. Uh, he, there's a little more story. What the villager didn't realize, wasn't thinking about, was that on the day that he received his sign, uh, a helicopter had flown from Slaycard, Siberia, bringing... Uh, emergency rations to the needy locales and there were a couple of government guys in this helicopter and they were looking through all this stuff and said yeah these canned goods this that's all right but we don't need this book <laughs> and they pitched it out of the helicopter so now it may have been a miracle of god that that bible landed near that villager but it was an act of obedience that put that Bible on that helicopter in the first place. You know, Christians paid to have that Bible printed and shipped over there. And others were praying that the Bible and God's Word would find fertile soil in among these people, you know, because they love them. So, uh, God used their faithfulness to perform a miracle. Well, here closer to home, closer to us, here in the States, Daniel was in jail for a traffic violation and for failing to follow through on an earlier appointed community service. However, while he was there in his jail cell, he did receive a Gideon Bible. And so he came to receive Christ, and he grew spiritually through prison ministry with the Gideons. And so once he was released, he enthusiastically attended church services and Bible studies, and he continued to grow in his walk with the Lord. But on November 26, 2009, 25-year-old Daniel got killed in a car accident. His grandparents wrote to Gideon's International to express their thanks for providing God's word and saying that because of Daniel receiving Christ through ministry with the Gideons, quote, I know where my grandson is. Now, our prayers go out to Daniel's grandparents, but may they find comfort in knowing that one of these days, according to the scriptures, there will be a glad reunion day. And I think that we'll know everybody. The Bible says, then shall we know even as also we are known. We don't just go into one big something and lose our identity. 
then shall we know everybody just like they know us. Then shall we know as we're known. Another gentleman wrote in and he said, you know, I was married, I had six kids, a good education, and I was, for all intents and purposes, I was happy, or so I thought. And he said, then one day I got drunk, I hit a child in my car, I went to jail in New York for first degree assault for 15 years. At first, I thought of just ending my life, he said, and then one day I stabbed another inmate who had attacked me, and they sent me to solitary confinement for one year. And the only thing he had to read in that lonely cell was a Gideon Place Bible. He said for the first couple of months, he'd just lay there, but he eventually picked it up and started reading in Genesis, you know. And... He finished the Old Testament, he got in the New Testament, and he said, after long weeks passed, I finished the Old Testament, and while I was reading John eleven twenty five, he said, I suddenly realized the Bible wasn't just a book of interesting stories. It is the Word of God. I prayed the sinner's prayer. He said, I asked Jesus to save me. And since that time, he said, my life has not been the same. I've finished many Bible studies. I want to be a pastor upon my release from prison. I know now that God has plans for my life. Yes, sir. You think God's got plans for your life? You know, he knows, well, he knows everything. If he knows everything, he knows what we're thinking he knows the thoughts and intentions of our heart and that's something he knows more about you than you do so John eleven twenty five, Jesus said to her I am the resurrection and the life he that believeth in me though he were dead yet shall he live gentleman named John wrote he said one night I sat in my hotel room I was totally defeated by self and sin through my excesses he said my health was deteriorated my family was ruptured and my business was ruined in my loneliness and desperation I picked up a Gideon Bible and began to read the Spirit of God used that copy of the Word of God to bring me to repentance and faith, he said, and I had entered that hotel room totally defeated. I left it the next morning wholly delivered. God's grace in Christ had conquered my life, and I went on to become a Bible teacher, and then God called me into the ministry, he said. You know, it's not the arguments of scholars that transforms lives, but it is the availability of God's word to people who are looking for the answers. And this is the strength of the Gideon ministry. So Isaiah 55, 11 tells us, so shall my word be, this is God speaking here, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. 
Now, there are, there are lots of such testimonies from men and women and boys and girls all over the world who have been led to Christ through the generous giving of people just like you. And if God has touched your heart, you may be wondering what you can do to aid in this ministry. And if so, just let me mention to you that our number one need is prayer. Please pray that God would continue to bless and that God would continue to open doors. And if he's placed it on your heart, I would ask you to consider a financial obligation. You know, a little, little New Testament, just like this one right here, can be printed, published, and produced and shipped anywhere in the world for between a dollar and a quarter and a dollar forty. A single hotel Bible that has the possibility of impacting up to 2,300 lives before it's worn out only costs $5. So, you know, every, every dime that you give Gideon's International goes for Bibles. It doesn't go for overhead, nothing else. It goes for Bibles. And so, you can think of it. Sometimes, you know, when we can't get out to go places to witness to people, And others can, if they have Bibles to share, then God's word can be there. Even, even God's word can stay in places even though Christians are forced to leave, you know? You don't have to take the Bible with you. You can leave it there, and somebody will be impacted by it. That's just the way God works. He's not limited like we are. So, anyhow, I appreciate your attention this morning. I, Thank you for allowing me to come and share with you some of what Gideon's International is doing and appreciate your attention and may God bless you. Larry, if you would please come and help. We'll take up an offering for the Gideons. And, uh, got a club? Pardon? Got a club? I can collect more of that. <laughs>